well, well. What do you have to say for yourself? Nah. You missed a week, man. Uh, I yeah. missed a week. I don't have any excuses other than... Well, we were at the Laker game. <laughs> why, yeah. why lie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were still involved in some kind of sporting activity to an extent. We were just scouting which players would be good to play football. Yeah. Um, anyway. It's two guys, two mics, two pints. Episode 122 of the Bottled Soccer Talk program. And uh, how are you doing, man? It's been a while. Yeah, it's it been a while. It feels like it's been like a month. Yeah, seriously. You missed out on a lot. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good games, a lot of key games. So, you know, we hate not to go over it. But you know what? You know, I still did enjoy them. And, you know, even though we weren't able to speak about them, football's come thick and fast. Uh, and it's been like a bunch of important games. Like, for example, a few weeks ago, it was the Manchester Derby, followed by the North London Derby. And, you know, just... You know, and I appreciate you saying that with a, a proper American accent, none of this European jargon. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, I, switch, I switch in it, switch in and no, out of it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, man, there's been a lot of great games, uh, you know, thick and fast, even in other leagues as well. Um, so I've been enjoying it, man. Also, a lot of international news as far as our local teams, um, like Mexico, the U.S., and everything that entails uh, their quest for a new manager, possibly. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, speaking of today, there's the the U.S. game against uh, Serbia. Both teams, I don't think, are taking their A side. It's, I, I don't even think it's a FIFA date. Just national teams tend to do this from time. It's to just an international friendly, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it means nothing. It not at all. Yeah, it's anything. a tune-up, really. But you know, I I do like this a lot, though, for for the from a U.S. perspective, because the guys that are getting a shot probably would never get an, a shot at a you know a really important qualifier or a Gold Cup final or even pre- like leading up to a Gold Cup because mm-hmm. you can only have so many players. But guys like Cade Cowell, you know, uh, Jonathan Gomez, uh, Alan Who are Sonora, like fringe. They're fringe, like they're not guaranteed, but the this is where call-ups, if they do get called up, yeah. But say, like, imagine, especially like, I Does think this it, serve as being captied. Well, no, because it's not, it's not. Um, I think it's it's technically since it's an, an official game. Is 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 it a FIFA sanctioned game? Oh, I'm not, I'm not sure actually. See, that, that's where things get a little murky. Where you know, someone like. Um, is it is it Gomez or Zendejas? Which one is it? It's Jonathan Gomez. Well, it's it's really all those guys, uh, but more so Jonathan Gomez and Cade Cowell because those are guys that have yeah. actually gotten in, invited into the camp. So they're not even like oh, and Brandon Vasquez is another Brandon. Va- yeah, that's the one, dude. Um, he's really good. Yeah, and if it's technically not a FIFA recognized uh, fixture, then it won't count count towards being cap tied. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it is or not personally. I can't confirm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's just that's just my thinking. Yeah, uh, but you try it out and see how the organization works because organization plays either way. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's important, you know, and especially I think, and I want to mention Brandon Vasquez to mention this, and Cade Cowell as well because I I think he can be a a solid player. You know, the U.S. needs attackers right now, and and spe- especially a definitive nine. Brandon Vasquez played for Cincinnati. He killed it. He was. I, I don't know if he won the Golden Boot or he was second, but he was up there. He was up there. Um, he looks really good, um, much like Pepe did at one point. So, you know, say if he can blow it away in the national team, there's a lot of opportunity there. We got guys like Haji Wright coming in, you know, uh, guys that maybe shouldn't even be there. So it that that 
uh, race for the number nine for the U.S. There's so many guys that are at a very close level. Just like I'm, I'm talking about like six, seven guys. Um, no, no, it's a good opportunity. It's cool. It's cool. I enjoy this, and you know, um, um, I can't wait. This game is about thirty minutes away from, or say, forty minutes away from kickoff. So we'll be kind of referencing it in the background. Um, but switching gears real quick, taking it south of the border. Obviously, we know Tata Martinez has been sacked for a while now. There's been a lot of uh, indoor baseball or inside baseball, I should say, going on between the Federation and what they plan to do. Apparently, Marcelo Bielsa has already agreed to join the team. However, mm-hmm. it hasn't been confirmed or embraced yet due to an alliance existing within the Mexico uh, Federation. You could probably shed more light on this, so I'll let yeah, you take I mean, that. Yeah, I just found out myself. So yeah. I, I know, <laughs> like Maybe more insight and and a lot more cynicism towards how everything has panned out because it turns out that that within (laughs) within the ownership of of the mexican football teams uh there happens to be entities people whatever that that own multiple clubs not just one how it should be i think for the most part right like one owner for the club or one recognized owner. Yeah. But these guys are able to own multiple teams. Yeah. So like like Carlos Slim and Carlos Slim and uh, there's another group too. Um but yeah, I guess they they kind of they're against it, so there's politics and play with it. Yeah. Whereas it's for for most other federations, and I'm sure there's politics within the others, but for the most part they operate kind of somewhat uh, transparent. Whereas with Mexico, it's like way too many politics and way too many, uh, way too many people with certain interests that that don't want to allow Bielsa, and they want either Herrera or somebody else. I, I don't the name's not coming to me right now, but yeah, yeah, that's what it's turning out to be. And we know what Herrera offers. What Herrera offers is no mystery. We we've had him before, and Mexico always does this. They always have to have like their their um, managers managed twice for some reason. They just got to make sure that it didn't work. Or or they go through a period where things are great, things are good. Ah, shit. It's not that great. Ah, fuck, it's the World Cup. We can't afford to miss this guy. It's terrible. We get eliminated. And then we hate this guy now. And then it's like, oh, let's bring in so-and-so. He, he did great for this, this amount of time. And then the cycle repeats itself. And then we find someone new, unattached, you know, zero motion in it, and then the same thing fucking happens inevitably. Or one bad result happens, and then they turn on him. Oh, it's because he doesn't understand the Mexican player. Oh, he doesn't understand it. like football's football everywhere you go. And Bielsa has shown that that he's at least mentally mastered the game. He understands the game better than probably most people. He's his pupils are Pep, and like really, that should be it. Oh yeah, because the people that precede Pep is like everybody. Yeah, that's worth their salt in football right now, and the way football is has been influenced ultimately by Bielsa's like teachings. Yeah, and Bielsa, to be fair, just to take it a step back, because his whole influence came from Cruyff as well. By the way, Mm -hmm. so it's like that Cruyffian pedigree, um, and now there's offspring of Pep that take the. You know, it's just a continuing chain. But that would be an immense pickup for for Mexico. But then you have guys like, 
you know in the u.s media like alexi lalas who kind of scoff at it and that's just because his game is viewed as extreme yeah but but by a lot of standards and a lot of people it's also unorthodox too yeah and a lot of people that have been around the game see it as as like a uh, uh like a throwback or or a nostalgic view of football or or pure so there's a lot of emotion attached to 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 the idea of of Marco Bielsa's football and it's definitely not for everybody uh and, and his own personality rubs people the wrong way because he refuses to learn the languages yeah yeah or maybe it's just difficult for him, whatever it is. But he, in all his years in, in England, I think he spent four, maybe five years. Always had a translator. Always had a translator. His manner of speaking is very slow. It's very well thought out. Yeah, yeah, and exactly, yeah. Like, he, he just, he, he thinks about his response before actually responding. And he's also known for, like, wild little random press conferences. I don't know if you remember. It was a while back. He he just happened to break down. Uh, I think Peru's tactics, someone's tactics. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, or maybe it was like Atlético Madrid or somebody. Or Bilbao, maybe. Yeah, it whatever. Was, yeah. It, it was just like some random team. He called a bunch of people together. He broke down their tactics. I think he did like a two-hour uh, conference. Yeah. It was like a like it reminded me of when a professor teaches a class and it's on a yeah exactly know, like yeah, he had graphics he he had you know like a PowerPoint yeah. he had yeah exactly and I think even us we were like oh shit well he's gonna manage you know Bilbao now yeah and I think it was uh, at the athletic club but uh, he's just known for these wild things you know he's like basically just, I felt like it and yeah. he's known to keep. Very detailed uh, tactic reports of every game of every player. So he's a very meticulous person. Going down to the he's a, they call him el, el loco, el, el loco, el loco he's a because he's yeah, yeah, that that type of. <laughs> I like guess his name has so diligence. much weight. He's he's universally respected. Yeah, and he's and he has a lot of integrity. And this is the thing, though, and this is why I feel that Mexico fans also feel hesitant. Is that for as much as a great football mind that he is. It hasn't always translated to success at the teams he's managed. Obviously, it ended sour with Leeds. Maybe it wasn't his fault. Maybe it was. The people say he ran his team into the ground. The dynamics of club football and international football are so different, so that might not even matter. But then people will also peel it back one more layer and, and you know, talk about his relatively disappointing run with Argentina. And, and mm-hmm. you know, that's valid. Uh, but really, in reality right now, Mexico, if they look to find success within, you know, even their own federation right now, I mean, their own uh, confederation, they need to tap into the young players, really. And he's coaching Liga Mekis, but I say young players because to employ whatever style he's going to want to do, they're going to have to have lungs. They're going to have to have legs, you know, and, and it's, I, I it's a good think, sign, I think. I think um, the fact that he doesn't play politics he doesn't bend to anybody else's will i'm this guy what what team was it oh it was marseille signed him for a day and he had some rift with him he's like all right fuck it we're done shit lasted a day yeah you know so with mexico i kind of respect with mexico there's so many politics they're like you have to call this guy call that guy you know they're they're trying to throw you favors 
and maybe his own style doesn't really bend with the Mexican style, which is, I mean, Mexico's always like played like a short passing possession game, but what he would demand is high intensity, and I don't know if a lot of Mexican players are down with that. Traditionally, no. They're lazy fucks. But the yeah, so I'm, that's where I'm getting at is the youngsters maybe. Yeah, no, they they'll they'll be a lot more receptive to that than say someone like a fucking Luis Hernandez or, a, you know what I mean, like someone that's already set in their ways that that's not gonna do all that or doesn't yeah. want to do all that. Yeah, there's certain players that that it'll be called upon, but yeah, I mean, like Tecatito's not doing that. No, no, but no. Tecatito's not tracking back. And I guess that's another thing is Bielsa's style lends itself more to club football than international. It does, and but it would be interesting to see what he can do. Uh, I would no, that, that that would be my first choice. It's just really, I, I, you think so? I mean, it's not a bad choice. I, well, I'm given st- the names, given uh, Herrera and whoever else, I'm still enamored with the idea of Rafa Marquez joining. I think that one. For I would me, love for him to prove himself like in a in a decent level. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it's international football. It's like, hard to say. Mm. Uh, I think I think with international football, look at Scaloni. By the way, never had no, coached a team. No, it it that's, can happen. That's fair. that's fair. Yeah, I just think that. Well, how long has he been there too? Uh, Scaloni. Yeah. Uh, well, with the with the team, very shortly, like maybe, I think it's minimum two years. I was gonna say yeah, two years minimum. But and this is this is this longer. is his first ever coaching job though. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the point I'm trying to make. Whereas Rafa Marquez has been coaching at Barcelona B. I'm just saying, I I think that would be a better, a better uh, route to take because I think there's gonna be less abrasion between the media, the press, the federation, and the manager. Whereas with if Bielsa comes in, if like you said, if if he did what he did with Marseille, who's to say he won't do that within a day uh, with with Mexico as well? Because we know what can happen, and it won't make any difference. Yeah, I know it wouldn't, but I, I just think you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a roll of the dice because, like you, said, it's not always a guaranteed shot that it'll succeed in international football. If the players that are at his, you know, I would just like reach. To, I would just like someone that's not going to be compromised in the in the sense that that they're not going to bend to whatever the Mexican Federation's will is because those motherfuckers overstep their lines. Um, the media oversteps their lines, their, their boundaries, probably more than anyone except England, maybe. England, they just, they they go hard, too. Yeah, yeah, That's course. one and two, as far as, like, the shittiest media to their footballers or footballing community. Uh, <clears throat> it's funny, because you sent me a video of uh, Neri Castillo uh, going I off video. on some reporter. He's like, oh, did you play? Oh, oh where, where, where did you play? Yeah, yeah. Now, if you're talking about, like, the first first division, sure, I'll, I'll hear you. And I don't normally agree with the whole idea of, oh, well, you're not a professional this. You're not allowed to critique that. But at the same time, these motherfuckers just, they try to bring you down with, with irrelevant shit. That yeah. doesn't have to do with your football or managing. Um, I mean, Rafa Marquez would be kind of a nice thing to see. I just don't want Piojo uh, uh, Herrera. And I know that's what, exactly what's going to happen. It feels like it. It feels like it's trending, and it would make sense in a, in some in some ways. But there's also you mentioned it earlier. But I think there is a sense of nostalgia. That's it's a mistake in nostalgia because P- 
people even i've heard people mention uh osorio or you know some of the yeah. uh, former coaches and it's like yeah y'all were good then but in reality it was good because it was a very talented pool of, of very talented players that really sweated the shirt it wasn't that difficult of a master class as a coach to manage that team especially when concacaf at that time in my opinion was with the exception of costa rica maybe honduras was cheeks you know um and the U.S., but even then, they were kind of going through a rough period. But there's just nostalgia and romanticism with that era that really it it do, it wouldn't exist today with these players, you know. So well, and we'll see. And it's also the optics. Herrera is very animated, very passionate. Oh yeah, people people that. think that translates to success. Yeah, to yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with that on its own. But when when you conflate being successful and having a good team that's playing good. With those kind of antics. And to me, I think he's a very trashy, classless manager. <sighs> Is he because he's an America guy? Uh, that might have something to do with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I, I I, don't know. I just think he's, I don't know, he's tacky. As far as what, what he does on the sidelines, how loud he is. Yeah. You know, right now it's like kind of like one of those, like when you see one of those people that makes the raza look bad out in public, like <laughs> just being a little overzealous, a little extra loud. You're he's like, the type of dude on a hot day. He's got his shirt half rolled up, his like his torso, yeah, scratching it out and like breaking his neck to look at a fucking underage girl, an yeah. obviously underage girl. And like and we've seen it for sure. He's got that the way out there every day. For sure, by that point, has had a six pack in him. You know, yeah, just exactly. like, he's like, no, 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 cuando, no, cuando uh, tenía tu edad, mira, hey, 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 esa, me la chava, esa sí. Yeah, they're like that. Like, he's, he's not even looking at you. Yeah. Esa sí, sí, es. <laughs> Oye, mami, hey, hey. And then you're like, ah, oh, come on, bro. Like, like, I'm uh, associated with this guy for the next fucking three minutes. God, uh, God. Uh, uh, man, anyway, yeah, that, that's it right And then you compare that guy football. to like a Rafa Marquez who Rafa can Marquez. feature on a GQ yeah, cover, exactly, you know. Exactly. It's different levels, but we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting monitor for us to see who gets picked. And, you know, ultimately that looks like that might be a thing for the U.S., but we have no indication that it's certain that Greg will get let go, so we're still waiting well, his, on that. Well, he's officially not the manager. For now, yeah, for now. His contract ran out at the end of the year, and they, you have this dark cloud lingering over him. He's up for re-election. Gio Reyna yeah. is fucking playing. Well, he's scoring. He scored a great goal, and he scored today. Yeah, today so is like standard. You know? Ostensibly, he's looked at as playing well but even prior to that he was kind of playing at this level too you remember his first game back uh it was a friendly for Dortmund after the world cup and he scored a nice uh outside the box goal too so i mean he's just good you know he's a he's a top player and it doesn't give you any indication that he shouldn't have played more you know so it's it's hard to say yeah it's hard to say you know i i guess what he actually is but when you score worldy like he did on Saturday or Sunday, whenever it was, and then score again, it it's almost like, well, one person looks bad here, and that's yeah. and that's our boy Greg Triple G. Yeah. yeah, that's three G's in one one name. Have at it, son. But anyway, Greg 
Greg looks bad in the fact that he didn't choose one of the best players to play a whole lot. To tell him ahead, to tell him ahead of time that he's not going to have a featured role. But guess who is? Haji Wright, Jordan Morris. Am I missing somebody? I know there was someone else that didn't really deserve all that time. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few. So, you know the point, and, and we've fucking driven this to the ground. But right now, the only loser. And in the optics is Mr. Burhalter, um, on top of being kind of outed for, for doing something he did when he was a kid, which it's kind of crazy. Anyway, um, all that just kind of lends us to believe that he's not going to be the manager anymore for the U.S. team. I think, yeah, it's just... It can be. It should have never even taken all this, man. I was hoping that he was sacked as soon as the World Cup ended. Didn't like, do Thank terrible. you for your service. Yeah. You know, the team is good. But like you said about Piojo, it's probably the best pool that you've had. And maybe, if not ever. No, it's true. Which yeah. is very, very much probably the case. Like, it, like one of, right? So, you had the benefit of, of great players to choose from. and you And you couldn't even do that. That that's that's obviously what the case is. So you know what the crazy thing is too. I don't think Greg's a bad football mind. I don't think he's a bad manager. I don't think he's a great manager. But I think, and I've said this previously on the pod, but his uh, style of managing is best translated to club football. And when he was at Columbus Crew, he was one of the few teams in the league trying to play a, a heavy press possession style. So I'd like to see him give it another go in, in maybe the MLS again get a new project and kind of clean up your image because he had a decent a decent stint with the U.S. national team, but that taste at the very end is going to end sour. So it's just, it's for the best of both of uh, the parties here just to separate. They I did think. great under him, man. They won silverware. No, we did. We did. But but again, they, they benefited from a very, very good pool of talent. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's the it's best team ever. It's hard to fuck that up. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's hard to fuck that up. But, and that's not to say that that he didn't have any part in it, and and his tactics didn't have any part in it. But it's not the whole story, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those things go together, and and that's the way it's gonna be. Um. I mean, I had I I hadn't been a fan of him for a while, but I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's biased. I guess anything I say is maybe biased. I try to be objective, but you know. That's, anyway, yeah. It, it looks bad. Uh, Gio Reyna's in great form right now, so I, th- I think it's kind of obvious at this point, right? Now, as far as like replacements go, like one name that's been mentioned a lot in in the past week or so is Jose Mourinho. Yeah, he has. Yeah, one of the greatest managers of all time, if not the. <laughs> Well, he would think that, right? The special one. Oh no, he would for sure. Yeah, yeah. He'll be he'll be the, he'll be the first to tell you. <laughs> he'll be the. Yeah, yeah. No, I think. Uh, Jose. His style of managing would just be perfect for for this kind of football, you know, international football, and and I think he'd be able to do a lot with a very physical um, team that we have, as far as like big center backs. This uh, there was a good little bit that uh Scott Forster the uh the goalkeeper 
uh, that he has a pod, and he talks about uh, when uh, he had Chelsea, he had a rule that everybody in his back line had to be either six feet or higher. Same with his goalkeeper. He just he's a defensive genius, you know, and that's what the U.S. needs. They need to be the team that's hard to score against, and that can be monstrous on the counter. We got guys like Wea, we got guys like Aronson, you know, that can really exploit teams. Pulisic, uh, you know, Josh Sargent, I, I'm, I've been kind of impressed with. I know there can be a higher standard, but in transition, that's what we're best at. With Greg, it's like we we're trying to touch the ball to no avail, uh, especially in the middle of the field. And I think Mourinho would be perfect. I, I can't deny it. It's just crazy to think that that was ever even possible. But like you said, with the most talented pool we've ever had, Eyeballs are turning now, you know, it's not just like, oh, it's just Clint Dempsey and, and Donovan and your next best players, maybe, maybe Michael Bradley or Josie Altidore. No, these are guys that are in the Champions League, in the Premier League, starters, you know, difference makers, and it's like, yeah, Mourinho, I feel like could get the best out of him. I would love Mourinho, personally. Do I think that's the immediate solution? No, I don't think it has to be him. I think there's other guys that are out there. Uh, is it that would take? Is it if not now, never for Jose Mourinho? Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, well, for one, another really great thing is he knows English. Like, not a lot of great international geniuses like him have that in their bag. You know, like Portuguese, Spanish, English. Yeah, like Italian. I would even love Simeone on his tactics, right? But I don't think he has the English capability. So that that's gonna be a huge problem on its own. I mean, but that's also, oh, that's the lineup, by the way. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Kate Cowell on the left wing, Brandon Vasquez down the middle as their nine, and Zendejas on the Bendeja. wing. Zendeja. Oh, Zendejas. Yeah, Alan Sonora is my favorite <clears throat> addition. He plays in Independiente in Argentina. He's getting the start at kind of like the ten role. Uh, Paxton Palmical, another great player. Jonathan Gomez, left back. That's an interesting. Uh, formation by yeah. the way yeah it's kind of like a a fox 433 uh with you know kind of like an offset attacker so that's kind of cool um but yeah interesting team like i said Jago, this is very jogo very uh cool little uh experimental team Jalen neal has been getting a lot of uh, attention too right yeah he's one of those uh younger cats that in fact if i'm not mistaken he's rumored to go to a uh, I think Benfica uh, after this uh, season. Oh, like so. Darwin Nunes? Yeah, yeah. Darwin Nunes. Di Maria. Bernardo Silva. Joaquin Silva. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Sorry, I was just kind of... I was uh, distracted by, you know, Zimmerman's luscious oh. hair. Uh well, he's got that Gareth Bell do. <laughs> yeah, but that wraps it up for CONCACAF. Um, you know, things are kind of pretty dead right now. You know, MLS isn't in session yet. But Liga Mekis is kicking off. Uh, I don't know if you've been able to catch any Fuck, games. I have not. Oh, we're, have not, nah, no, me neither. I've, I've only caught a... I think the only game I caught was America Puebla this weekend. The little bit, little bit disappointing. Listen, man. I've uh, fucking... Uh, <laughs> I've been so like caught up in different sports, man. It's like, it's oh, that's that too. Football's Spain, on. Yeah. England. And then NFL football playoffs are on. Um... 
I pay a little bit of attention to MLS, obviously NBA basketball. So that's uh, it's, it's doing me head in. I'm sorry, sorry, mate. Uh, but anyway, my next bit of news is um, well, I mean now now that we're on the topic, well, I, let's leave that off. Let, let's just talk about other news. I was gonna bring up Arsenal, <laughs> uh, Juventus. We mentioned a few weeks back. Yep. Uh, all of their board signed, even part owner Agnelli, Babel Nedved, etc., etc., due to some um, accounting fuckery, due to some shady business practices, shall we say? Uh huh. They've been uh, they've been reduced fifteen points uh, by the Spanish Federation. Or I'm sorry, by the Italian Federation, which I feel is a little light for whatever fuckery it is. I'm sure we'll get the full story pretty soon, but yeah, yeah. they've been take whatever they were having at this point in the season was cut by 15 points, which is a lot for someone that's trying to make Champions League and probably who's dependent on the money that Champions League brings. It's going to be a huge blow. Yeah, it's a huge blow for sure. Um, it's very hard for me to quantify what's justified or not. Fifteen points is a lot. Could it could I could it have been more sure? I mean, I wouldn't have really batted an eye, but I mean, we already knew Juventus were bad even prior to any financial bad news. You know, especially once Ronaldo left, like they were really starting to to get cooked. Um, but well, they were in second place leading into that deduction. Yeah, but. Well, to be fair, you know, I'm not going to... I think this is Napoli's league. I think they have a super large lead. Like, saying that you're second in Serie A right now, it sounds great, but, like, nobody's even... It doesn't... It seems like nobody's even holding a candle to Napoli at the moment, if I'm honest, so... Who's playing great? Oh, no, they're playing amazing. It's just, like, right now, even, like, Milan and, and uh, sorry, uh, Inter, and they're, they're all, like, in, in the competition for second or third, but... Nobody's even. But if that means, if that means, oh, the Champions not, League stuff is important. That I means say. not playing Champions League. If that means not playing Europa or even Europa Conference, that's huge, especially for a team that's depending on those funds like Juve's. No, oh, there's every by, every by team. All accounts, that's what the situation, and and that's probably why they got into that situation. They were so desperate that they had to fucking lie their way through it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Especially Italy as as a whole, their whole federation is just bad. Uh, as far as like uh, economic uh, yeah, and economics course. goes, so it's just like, um, yeah, uh, I, I'm kind of indifferent to it, and and I, maybe it's more so because I'm not a, I guess a a, a Syria purist, a Calcio purist, as they say. Gotcha. Uh, you know, I'd uh, yeah, I'd be okay with 15 personally, and that's what <laughs> they got. Yeah. Another bit of news is uh, Everton sack Frank Lampard. Um, is that surprising in least for you? Sorry, come again. Lampard, oh, sacked. No, no, not at all, man. Yeah, it's a long time coming. In fact, I, 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 you know, I said this like last year. I thought the moment you sack him was sometime in the summer. Thank you for barely saving us from relegation. A good caretaker. But they got enamored with that, and you can't do that, man. <sighs> Um, At what point do we figure out that you don't just hand 
a legend a job. And and this goes for for some players that have been legends that turned out to be managing legends as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You have your Zidane, Xavi. Zidane turned out to be okay. But I mean even now uh Peppa. Who? Peppa. Uh, Pep Guardiola, sorry. Oh, oh, well, yeah, Pep too, yeah, yeah. He he was a great player, and, and obviously is probably the the goat. He's the goat. Yeah, wasn't on the pitch, but more so as a manager. But Steven Gerrard, kind of like the the like the the list just goes on. Oh, of managers that have done bad. No, managers that have done bad that were great players. Oh yeah, it's for more sure. often than not. Oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like the yeah. best managers you can think of weren't great players. Right, right now today. I mean, with the exception of Pep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pep, no, no, and he was like, is he a Spain legend? Is he a Barcelona legend? For Barcelona, yes, maybe, maybe fringe, I guess. But like, when you rank him for Spain, he's not for Spain, but for Barcelona, he is. But I will say, yeah, his. But then we're asking him to be like a Ballon d'Or candidate. And that's what Zidane was. That's what Gerard was. That's what Lampard was. And I don't think... No, Pep was not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. But like former player that played at the top level that's manager today, I think Pep is... I mean, it's just crazy, crazy good. I guess Mourinho too. Uh, did he, he was, Did he play? He played, I know. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he played. <laughs> I he didn't know that. He played for like... Decent <laughs> Bar- he played for Barcelona. Yeah. I know he coached at Barcelona, but uh, I don't know. There's I didn't know he played, man. But that's crazy. Like I wouldn't. Yeah, be I mean, also like fucking Jurgen Klopp. His best moment was I think in the second division. Oh, but yeah, and that that's what that's a guy I wouldn't count like as a former player. Like he was and Tuchel too, another guy barely played, mm-hmm. got got injured a lot, had to prematurely retire. You had you know, er, you know that was your only choice. So I'm not gonna give those guys a. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, fuck, I'm, yeah, I'm actually but, trying to think. But there's a lot of former players that get positions just based off of their name. Yeah. Well, Johan Cruyff is is another guy who's. Oh, he was a football genius. Yeah. yeah. But that's a guy. That guy was really good in you know. On the I mean, Maradona's too. managing career wasn't all that great. No, no, his was bad. Yeah, his was bad. It, it varies. Hey, Johnny Sins. Ah, <laughs> nah. You got you got a little t- too excited, <laughs> my boy. Yeah, no, no, big fan. He's like me. Uh, yeah. Just kidding, man. Um, Boy, yeah. but yeah. Speaking of Lampard, um, that puts Everton in a bad spot. Well, I shouldn't say that because they were already in a bad spot, and they're due for relegation. I think they've yeah. been mismanaged. <clears throat> they just try to fix every hole with a band aid, and it's not working out. They look like shit. Um. So is that even the right move? Given given whatever is available as far as managing goes, is that the right move? I think so. I mean, it, it do I I rarely ever do say that for a manager mid-season, but for what he has shown even prior to this season, it should have like I said, it should have been done ages ago. It was finally done, and I I think it's it's a good time. Now when you talk about who can bring come in and make this team better, there's options just for the rest of the season. What a player, by the way. Um, for the rest of the season, and you know somebody like Sean Dyche would work, and and that this is more of a great escape story now. It's not 
you know, try to compete for Europa Conference, which may, maybe they had in their crosshairs at the beginning of the season. Now it's just operations stay in the league. And there's a lot of good teams this year. I mean, teams that are overperforming, Fulham, Brighton. Well, Brighton's kind of, I'm ready to throw them in that. I thought it was a bad league. <sighs> yeah, I know. Yeah. But, you know, Wolves. Wolves are looking much better now. You know, under uh, Lopetegui, made a lot of signings. I mean, there's it's just, it's going to be a tough job, but I would give it to somebody like Sean Dyche, who has experience in the league, who can get results, albeit not pretty. He's going to make it happen, you know. Sean Dyche, that's the guy. Well, that's who he's. That's who a lot of people are, you know, saying is available. Um, would be willing to take on the job. The other guy is uh, what's his name? I think uh, George Duncan, who's a, you know, Everton legend. But I, I'm not, you know, too familiar with how he, well he could do as a coach. I know Sean Dyche. If Sean Dyche could do it with Burnley, albeit that year that they got, you know, relegated, I think he can do a, a job with. You know, guys like Connor Cody in the back, Yarimina. Uh, you know, skillful defenders as opposed to what he had at Burnley. You know, at least just to, to see the sales out till the end of the season. Uh, and I guess the insult to injury was that they missed out on... Uh, oh, shit. What's his name? It's blanking on me now. The dude that was supposed to... The dude that ended up going to Spurs. God damn it. I, I have a note here. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about uh, uh, Danjuma. Yeah, 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 Dan Juma from uh, Villarreal. Yeah, Villarreal. And he's he's had a great year. Yeah, yeah. The last yeah the last three hundred sixty five days are have been amazing for that guy. He's shown us what he is. He's a great player. And Everton thought they were gonna get him, and Spurs in the end said nope. That's a big blow, right? Um, I don't know. Do you, do you think they're gonna get relegated? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they're too big to fail. I, I kind of hope that they do. Hmm. I like Everton. I, I always have. But truthfully, it's never been for football merit. It's just been because players I like have played there. At some points, they play decent football, but it's been so long since. But yeah, I um, no, I think they will because they got too much talent on that team to suggest otherwise. Now, the, the he is putting it in the right hands, but a lot of hands are more right than Frank Lampard. I, I and I mean that wholeheartedly. This guy's never shown me an ounce of originality, an ounce of influence on a team where you're like, that's a Lampard team. At least I know what I'm gonna get. A lot of times it just felt like he just all right, put an eleven out, maybe the best eleven, let them play, but the Prem is so managerially sophisticated that you can't fucking do that. Can, can I can I interrupt you for just a second? Sure. The US players look nervous. I would be too. <laughs> I mean, I only say this U.S. team. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, this well, U.S. Yeah, team. Yeah. This, this team looks, ner- like, normally, I don't care. Like, it's not, like, a thing that that you notice or that's apparent. But these guys look nervous, man. I don't know what it is. Well, for a lot of these guys, it's their first cap ever, so. Or their only cap. Only, yeah. Uh, and it's, like, also, there's a, I feel like, albeit an unimportant game, by their standards, it means a lot because... This is where they can make some impression, um, even on on whoever the next manager may be. You know, they we they right, might already know that, and he's watching. So yeah, uh, I'm, you know, it's gonna be a fun one. Dominador, he's like the only A guy. Yeah, yeah, he he really is him, and uh, 
by the way, I didn't mention it, but the goalkeeper Gaga Slonina, he he just joined Chelsea. Well, he'll he'll join at the very end of or the beginning of the next season, but you know that's a guy to watch out for for the future. Yeah, but anyway, going back to what you were saying about um, Lampard, Lampardini. I mean, I was really harsh on him when he was at Chelsea because I obviously he wasn't impressive with um, who the fuck was he with Derby County? Yeah, not impressive. People thought he did great, but. Somehow it warranted a move to Chelsea. Uh, and then thoroughly un- unimpressed at his time with Chelsea. Got the sack. And now somehow got the job at Everton. Got the sack. I, I, and honestly, I don't think it's him. That, that organization is fucked even before he got there. They spent too much. And like I said, they've always put band-aids. In fucking gaping, gushing hole, bloody holes, you know. Yeah. It's, it's being shot and just like, there you go. Here's some duct tape. Good luck. And it's not for lack of investment either. Uh, They've invested probably some of the most money. I mean, like they're probably net spend outcasts at this point. As opposed to where they are on the table, yeah. But, you know, the top six is still the top six, and they've spent a gang of money. Yeah, no, of course, but what I mean is, like, net spent spent for them is probably just miserable. Yeah, for sure. Um, We'll see, man. Uh, Because, you know, you got to remember, they've strengthened everywhere. You know, they've signed players. Well, I mean, apparently since Bielsa is not going to be managing Mexico, a lot, everyone thinks... He's going to Everton. That'd be kind of cool. I just man, that's a that's a and big we'll, change. And then we'll be able to see or solidify who Bielsa is within football. If he can steer that ship right or uh, give it some semblance, and I don't think he can of a skeleton. Yeah, yeah. Of a fucking backbone. Okay, this is the genius that we all <laughs> thought he was. Yeah, it would be very impressive. But, but it also wouldn't hurt his legacy. You know, he's in a no lose situation if he goes to Everton. Yeah, no, for sure. I just think it's too little time to implement what he likes to do. You know, he's not a mid-season. Whoever, whoever they get is with the idea that they are going to be able to steer them out of relegation. And nothing less than that. That's that's the, yeah. So like 17th place and above, you're totally good with us. For sure. And then we'll see what you do in the summer. And then we'll, we'll see what you do and until next January. Where we probably will sack you if things aren't going great. Yeah, I think you have to operate under that assumption. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that almost got scored. If you would have scored, I'd be so mad. I'd be irrationally angry. Yeah, that was a, a, a poorly defended set piece. But, you know, go No, ahead. because it was Yolovich. Oh, that's him? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, you, you think he's getting a call up with the main team? Nah, bro. No, no, of course not. Of course not. Uh, but, you know, I didn't even know he, he uh, even made this team personally. Oh, oh nice. yeah, it was like a big thing within LA Galaxy football. Oh, that makes sense, too, though, because, you know, home stadium, you know, it's like a little homecoming. They're in the BMO now. It's not called the Stink anymore. Oh, they, oh, they're not at Dignity Health? No, they're yeah, they're they're in the uh, Stink. Yeah, yeah. Or formerly right. known as Stink. It's the BMO Stadium now. Now it's the BO Stadium. Uh, it's not the Stink. Uh, <laughs> it still stinks, but it's BO. Uh, no, but um, yeah, man. Uh, we'll see. I think I I think Bielsa would be a great manager to go for, but I would get somebody like Dice to, or even I mean, hell, it's crazy to say, but even somebody like Roy Hodgson. <laughs> 
or uh you know sam allardyce would fucking do the uh, trick. i don't think so man <laughs> like i think that's going a little too far the deep end that's being a little too safe well i mean yeah but you I have st- to get a manager where okay maybe maybe getting out of relegation is fine but you also have to consider that you're gonna have to keep this guy for at least the first half of next season or or a quarter. I don't think you have to. I think you can appoint them as a caretaker and make that well, you, publicly but then known. You do that with the with the assistant manager. No, well, I'd prefer to do it with somebody who who's coached before. Who's gonna take that? I think I think there's there's quite a few people that could use it. I mean, Sam Allardyce, guys like that. All they need is an audition. Hey, I mean, I I don't know how much this matters, but they also do have like non-competitive clauses. So the money that you're making now is quote-unquote caretaker might not be as good as the money that you're going to be receiving as part of that agreement. And then maybe they can get hired as a head coach and and there's no, I guess uh, you could say, promise that they should be granted a year. But but do you think someone like Hodgson or Daesh is something that you look towards long-term? No, no, no. These are not long-term options. You just, for the rest of the season, you know? And 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 you might think that nobody wants to take that job, but I promise you, a club. Well, like none Everton, of those names. What do you? No, I mean those names. Were, it's I, a thankless job, too. But it's Everton. How, how how likely is it that they can steer them out of relegation? I think it's very likely. Um, very? Be, yeah. Because yeah. they're they're basically tied on points, if not above one point. Yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you, like the the ceiling is so low for Frank Lampard, and these are guys that are known for that. And mind you, they've done it on worse teams, teams like West Brom, you know. So I, I think, you know, it's a it's a good opportunity for these guys to improve their reputation. Yeah, they're tied I, for 17th right now with Burnmouth. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's halfway through oh, the no, season. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's Wolves. Everton are two. Yeah, they're, they're three points below safety right now. Yeah, that's fine. They're second to last. Well, they're tied for last. 15 points, man. That's a thankless job. I don't think it. I don't know how possible it is, because not only okay, Burnmouth that's surpassable. Wolves they're on the up. West Ham is a better team. Leeds are a better team. I don't think no. I don't think they're better on paper. I don't think they're that much better. Uh, As far as how they've been managed, a hundred percent, yeah. But this is where I'm saying with a with a better manager. You can easily equate with Leeds, with and, Villa. And no off season to work off. Of no, 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 because for for the style, the style of management that these guys that I've mentioned, Sam Allardyce, Sean Dyche, Roy Hodgson, it's not nothing too intricate. Marcelo Bielsa is a much better manager than any of the three I've mentioned, but you can't implement that style immediately and expect success. With these guys, it's more guaranteed. I, that's I'm just looking at it in a realistic perspective because. I think going for too good of a manager right now in the season is not going to end well. You need somebody just to steer the ship correctly, get results, not play pretty. You know, look at Eddie Howe. But these are all guys that are going to want, and, and and obviously we're assuming that they're even in the running for the job. But well, some of them have been rumored. More more right. particularly, Sean Dyche. Yeah, um, that's assuming he wants that job. Why wouldn't he? It's why Everton. Would, why would he? It's Everton. It's the it's, 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 it's a possible drop. That's fine, but you literally have the opportunity to coach the most talented team you've ever coached, the biggest club you've ever coached at, and I'm mentioning just for these guys. Mm-hmm. And you you have a, an ability to you know improve your reputation 
and maybe get an, a job next year with a newly promoted team, maybe with a lesser team. I don't know. It's just these guys need a job. What what um what difference does barely surviving relegation make towards a team that's just really just promoted? Oh, it's, there's not a huge I, difference. I, I, would bar- I would I wouldn't even think that that's relevant. Yeah. I don't know if these guys are going are not going to want to take something that they know is not going to be long term. Well, it's better than sitting on your ass at home easily. You're getting paid to do They're something you love. Already getting paid for they, they can easily get commentary jobs. No, but, but no, it's it's not the same though. It's again, that, but we, like, okay, so we're really commenting on on someone's mindset, which is so difficult to do. Personally, if I'm Sean Dyche, I would want to see how they run it. Maybe I'll take them even if they go to the championship. No, and that's the thing. I don't think it's it's a matter of that. You know, it's just it's a it's a they're, temporary they're job. In, they're in last as it stands, tied for last as it stands because of Lampard. Yeah, maybe. No, no, it's well, not. I a mean, maybe. That whole, like, like that's I said, a very like good... I said before that that team it has been managed so terribly over the last three four years, where it's even hard to excuse anybody. And, and yeah, Lampard it hasn't been good at all. I'm not even going to excuse him on that. It's a thankless job. Like for for anybody that's just a job to like what what you're going to be hanging your hat on is how you end that last part of the season. Either you barely escape or you barely get eliminated. I think those are the two best outcomes you can have. Mm, I I think I think uh the most realistic one is barely making out of a relegation. And the best case scenario is maybe fi- finishing closer to mid-table than we're giving them credit for at the moment. But, you know, it's a tough job. I don't doubt it. I'm just saying as far as adaptability, as far as Premier League experience and just being able to come in, do a job. And, you know, ultimately, if you blow if you blow everything away, then you'll have a, a job going next into the next season with Everton. I don't think that'll be the case, but... Uh, you just need somebody who can hold the fort down. And um, uh, Duncan Ferguson is actually the guy I said. Uh, I said fucking George Duncan. Duncan Ferguson is the guy that he's a Everton legend, and he's the one that's supposed to also maybe caretake them. Uh, it's just I, so I'm tough. I'm curious to see because it's a tough job, but it's not like you're trying I, to live. It would be much harder to live Bournemouth from where they're it's from. De- well, I Everton mean, are much I mean, more talented. And they're in a similar position. But Everton are way more talented. It's not even close. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's that's where it's like, oh, well, but it's not also- a terribly hard job. I don't think it is. Um, you know, I think I think it's it's, it's an appealing job. They're, I, I, they're on maybe equal terms in terms of talent. No, they're with not. With the Come other on, teams. Man, no, 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 I'm not saying Bournemouth. I'm talking about, like, like I mentioned, Wolves, Leeds, and... Um, yeah, but those those are teams. Lester. Yeah, no, that that's a fair point, but I think and, and for you, they all have to better the points difference that you have as it stands now. They all have a better manager than Frank Lampard, though. I if we, I think we could all agree on that. All all of those teams that you mentioned have a better manager than Frank Lampard. Even Villa at one point were struggling really bad. They brought in uh, Unai Emery. That's man, they did it at the Stop perfect time. Him, yeah. But I'm saying like, as far as talent goes, I mean. Southampton, the, all these teams we mentioned, they're kind of similarly leveled. But out of all the teams we just mentioned, Everton, in my opinion, had the worst coach. And that that's where it stems. But we'll, we'll have to see. I'm not saying it's like it's going to happen that they're going to get out of relegation. But I think it's, no, it's doable. Yeah, 
all, all I'm saying is like to to ask any of these managers to to want to deal with that. Yeah, that's a that's a lot to ask. It's it, it's a thankless job. It's a but it's it's no the prem though. Be happy if you made it, and no one's gonna and everyone's gonna give you shit if you don't. Yeah, but that's I don't think it's like that extreme though. But I th- I still think it's a it's a Premier League job. It's gonna be an escape job. Yeah, for sure, and that's like that, what these guys. That's, ga- that's going to be the objective. That's what these guys are known for. <laughs> that's what Sam Allardyce is known for, no, particularly. No, I, but I, I, kind of. Sean Dyche is uh, cut from the same cloth as far as management style. That's why this, that kind of thing makes sense for me. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, Everton. I don't even want to pay them that much mind because I mean, as far as some of the stuff we're talking about today, they're just they're not so relevant now. You know, they're not. They don't play good football. Uh, they have talented players. They just don't. They're not there yet, you know. So, we'll see. Yeah, yeah with Everton, I have no hope. I, I, I kind of would prefer for them to go down. I, I, I don't know. At I, this point, I have no point, reason to root for that myself. But you know, at, at this point, you've been managed so badly, and, and you've made it this far, falling upwards. Um, maybe take a year off and and. They're big enough to be able to come up right away with that year in exile. Humble yourself. Because they've been spending like they think they're Liverpool or... That's the thing. They, as, far as, as far as fandom, as far as support, they are a big, as big a club. As far as achievements, certainly not. But I'm saying that's a big club. It's a big club, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think any manager in that realm of managers we were talking about would... Leeds, they, were, they Leeds are a big club for the longest time. I mean, yeah, but, and, you know... And they spent more than a year in exile. Oh, well, no, yeah, and deservedly so. Uh, but, you know... They, Ever- they Everton, probably had similar issues, too, where they, they yeah. spent more than they should have. And Everton, Everton has had decades in the Prem, so, I mean... And they've earned it. They've earned every moment of it, so... I mean, it's hard to compare the two, but, you know, I think the most, uh, I mean, the best example would be Newcastle in 2016 when they got relegated. Very talented team, big I'll, club. And one of the biggest clubs, yeah. You know, as far as support goes and, and things like that, not as not so much achievements, and this is where they're very similar. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I, I still think they don't get relegated. It's still likely, especially where they are now. Mind you, we are halfway through the season, and I, I'm not confident in making any any like yeah you're not gonna bet anyway no way no <laughs> yeah. no no i i think if you had to bet maybe they're one of the more likely teams but i wouldn't certainly say yeah they're definitely gonna get relegated there's no hope for them no matter who they get no, i i don't think that's true you get a three hundred dollar bet what are you betting oh uh everything stay up for sure i'm betting i'm betting on the under uh well you know that's fair that's just kind of you know that's your maybe i wouldn't say bias but just your own preference you know I just try to look at it as on paper the the players they have you know it, they're too good to to be in that conversation. Yeah, um, I don't know what was the last team that they're got actually better than any of the teams that are above them, other than Bournemouth. No, I I, I think on paper they're better than than Bournemouth. They're better than Southampton. They're better than a few teams. The, the only thing is that these teams are better managed. That's the only difference. They're on par with Southampton. They're better than. Yeah, they're better than Bournemouth. They're even better than Brentford, on paper. 
Um, but well, as, yeah, I, but as far as manager, but, not so that like, the manager plays a big role. Yeah, but Brentford, they're, they're not in that conversation. Oh, of course not. But I'm saying there's a on talent wise on paper. So, you know, that's, yeah, I mean, so around the teams that they're in, they're in the relegation with Burnmouth and Southampton. Two teams out there on par, but they're not better than Wolves. They're not better than West Ham. They're not better than Leeds. On paper, I think they're as good. They, mm, what? It, I think I we, think we so. maybe we should pull up Everton's roster because there's some ballers there. Some. It's just like you know. Well, every team has some ballers. Of course, of course, and that's why I, I'm not gonna like say Pickford. these teams are better than them. Pickford, a guy who starts for England. All right. uh, Connor in, Cody, in, another in England defense? international. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. You have uh, I guess Michael Keane, Yerimina, Godfrey. God, I mean, how good is Godfrey? I no, Godfrey know. is like you know hot cold, but I don't know. Coleman, fine. Cody, cool. Um, Dominic Calvert Lewin. We have the Core. Oh, the Core is probably their best player. If I'm honest. Maybe Calvert Lewin, who hasn't shown anything for two years now. Well, he scored. About a week ago, let's be fair. Wow, how many goals? No, I know, I know, for sure, for sure. He's coming back from injury as well. Anthony Gordon, like... Oh, that guy's... He also has that, um, what's it called, that that, uh, Connor Gallagher sort of thing where Mm -hmm. he's died down. They have Alex Iwobi, Damari Gray, Neil Mope. Oh, Damari Gray. Damari Gray actually might be their best player now that I remember. It's within a couple of players. Dwight McNeil they have. Oh, I forgot about him. Too. Oh, they have a gay. Oh, damn, he's thirty-three. I didn't know that. Decent team. I'm not wowed by it. Ah, oh. <sighs> damn! I thought Kid Kyle made that. Yeah. Fuck. Look, I'm gonna be harsh on Everton, but I, based, I just don't think based I'm... on the way they've been managed, and and, and it's been said for two se- at least two seasons now that they've been s- spending so much more than they should have. I don't know if, if they're spending more than they should. It's just not translating to success. All those signings are, are useless if you don't have the same the right manager. All the signings United were making were useless when they didn't have the right manager. So I think that's a big that's a, the big problem. Well, uh, when the manager was useless, they still found a few good players. Yeah, but they they weren't they weren't winning games, and that's what it comes down to. Obviously, United are way too big and way too talented to fail at the level of Everton. But I will also say that but they've been mismanaged in a worse way. No, I, I don't think any manager United has had is worse is better. I mean, sorry, is worse than Lampard. So I mean, Lampard is is shocking, man. It's shocking, and I said this day one, like it was a mistake to even go for him. But that's a whole different topic. Oh, definitely. Going forward. I, I think off the names you've mentioned, I feel optimism. I don't think there's many worse managers than Lampard. But we'll see. We'll see who they go for. Then I can really say, well, this is what they're well, going to that, do. And that's when you look at the ones above the manager. That, I, that, oh, well, that sure. above anything else has been uh, an abject failure. Yeah, the front office uh, for a, a, such a well-supporting uh, you know, su- you know, support, I think, is underwhelmed. The same way that when uh, Newcastle were owned by Mike Ashley, another fucking disappointment of a club. So and look at them now; they invest and and they don't. I don't even think they have that great of a manager in Eddie Howe, but they made it happen. Same, no. So same. it's uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, enough about everything. They're they're a pretty miserable club. Point. Yeah. Uh. Well, speaking of 
I don't know if you want to say mismanagement. I would say throwing money at your problem is the issue. But I don't think that's an issue, though. I no, think it's better to have money to throw than to not throw at all, you know? But that also ends you up in places like where Juve is, where you're at 15 points. But that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about uh, Chelsea. Mm. I was going to uh, switch gears, as they say. Yeah. Uh, to Chelsea, uh, who have spent a lot of money in the last eight months or so since the summer window opened. I don't know how long it's been. Signed a lot of players, fired their manager, brought brought in a very hot prospect in terms of managing, and brought in a lot of players, and are still in a, like a weird position on the table. And I don't I don't think they're going to be there. I think they're they're going to ultimately end up fighting for a Champions League spot, my opinion. But they spent a lot of money, man. Chelsea, they, and they just brought in Mudrik, who was uh, pretty much. Set to join Arsenal, which happened last minute. I guess we could talk about that first. Yeah, I know you're high on him. No, I think he's a he's a good player. I say good. I don't think he's great yet, but there's potential there. There's there's moments where he's like, yeah, this guy is is um, he's not your typical winger, you know. Um, but going back to Chelsea spending, I feel like that has been the easy target. They've been the punching bag. It's the easy meme and joke on Twitter and and Reddit maybe, but. Yeah, they spent money. So what? Like, is the, they're the most injured team in top flight football. Why? Why wouldn't they spend? You know, that's like it's not. A lot of the spending was before they spent that money, though, or before all those injuries happened. Well, are we talking about the winter transfer window? Or are we talking in totality? No, no, no. It, ever since Bolly took over, he spent like half a billion dollars. Well, and that includes this winter transfer window. That, that's including the transfer window. Okay, yeah. And it's like, well, they needed to address those transfers, right? I mean, there's players that are injured, uh, a large number of them. There's players that are underperforming. And, I, I, you know, if they were inactive, people in their own club would have their own problems with the front office. So I'm, you know, I'm if I'm a Chelsea fan, I'm happy that my club cares enough to even try to make a difference. Now, are the signings the correct ones? Only time will tell. I think the, the the most important thing is that they got the right manager. Maybe there's a signings that he's requesting. You also have to remember that there's players so that are exiting too. You don't you don't think it means anything to criticize a club for spending and spending and spending. No. That's that's football, right? You're allowed to spend. Is is it no, against no, the rules? No, you are allowed to spend. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's not the PSG problem. do it but all the time. Keep doing it. And and PSG are one of the best clubs in Europe. And and, and, and yet, Chelsea have won the Champions League more sooner than they have. In fact, you know, they have won over them. Sooner, yeah. But, you know, the truth is that I don't, I'm not obsessed with watching another team's pocket like that. Those, I don't know, those kind of fans annoy me, and it's mostly because I'm a City fan, and I've been told that my whole fandom. City, all the City do is spend. They buy their teams, their I, oil money. I, I think when you look at a club as a whole, yeah, and you see how they spend and spend and spend, whether they have the means or not, that's not the issue. Or where the means come from, I don't think that matters at all either. But you also have to talk about how inept they are. I I don't know if that's the word. Well, like, because, if, if we're gonna like, say if you're gonna if you're gonna spend on ten players and one strikes out, well, then you're like, well, that one player is great, and you do it again, you're like, well, that one player is great, mm-hmm. and they end up kind of playing in the same time frame okay cool 
I'm not gonna praise you for fucking getting a D. Do you know what I mean? No, I I mean it's it's like I when you're a top club you're gonna spend a lot. Yeah, of course. That's not the problem. It's not, but it's like you know, I don't, I'm not bothered by it. So we're only going to bring up their bad transfers. But when players do well, nobody says, well, wow, you know, Chelsea. Chelsea, for example. But bought, they do. But they, we do. They bought Rudiger for a, a decent fee. Turned out yeah. to be a world-class defender. Mm-hmm. They sold him for, uh, you know, actually they didn't sell him. He left on a free. But, you know, the point being is that they make good transfers at times and nobody's going to give them credit then. But they'll be the first to mention how much they spent on a flop. Be- well, because for every one of those guys... They have three or four that are the complete opposite. Yeah, I, I so, think a so lot I'm of I'm not going to praise them for, for hap- to happen to get one right every now and then. No, and it's fine, but at the same time, you don't need... I, I At least myself, I'm not going to criticize them for spending. I mean, Newcastle spent a lot. Thankfully for them, it's worked, but they've come from a club that had nothing, so it was only going to work. If Eddie Howe's making them look that way, then, you know, what, what they could be with a proper manager down the road, but... There's dead wood to be addressed. There's pl- inj- players that are injured. I think they needed to do it. Um, and, you know, I, I just think a lot of it is, is rooted in jealousy, too, by the way. Um, may- not from yourself, but uh, the fans of other clubs who, you know, quite frankly, don't spend. I'm sure Liverpool fans would have loved to have had a haul like they that. Spend. They spend. Oh, they yeah, spend. But, but they should have spent this winter, right? But they didn't. And I feel like their fans as well are, are kind of just, like, annoyed with it. It's like, man, why, why are you pocket-watching, though? Like... That's their club. I'm, I'm not mad at the fact they're spending. I mean, some people can paint it as throwing money at their problems, but money does solve a lot of problems. I mean... It can. And and especially in, in football, so... It's not, well, it's <sighs> not solving some of their problems. And this is the thing that... Mudrick went for a big transfer fee, and I think that's what does leave a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth, as well as the fact that a lot of people are painting this picture that they're snooping on other people's transfers. You know, that's such a stupid idea. It's like everybody's interested oh, in a oh, lot you, of players. Oh, you think some player that's that's balling up for Shakhtar Donetsk is some hidden treasure? <laughs> is that is that Conte or or, or um was it uh, Mares at Lahar in the second balling the fuck out and Leicester finding him? I, I forgot which one of the two it is. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's but we're yeah, we're Lahar. talking about a, a kid that's already playing in Champions League. Oh. We stole that transfer. We didn't know about him. No, no, that's no, here. that's not true. Yeah. That's a, that's such a stupid idea. He's he's always and uh, Mudrik's been a wonder people, kid for people, two years now. People like, people know who he is. Yeah, he's it's not a secret. He's been on the radar for a while, but it's a risk. And you always knew that Shakhtar were going to ask for the you know the whole bank, well, and they did. It was it was only until they found out that there was a couple of prem teams that were like, oh, how did that number go from sixty to ninety? It went up. It, it, it went up over the course of time. And that's that's Shakhtar doing what's best for Shakhtar. There was a little bit of murkiness because there's reports of that fee having some implications in, in towards what that could mean uh, for uh, money. And, oh, la, 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 la. Uh, there he is. Oh. Did what a forward does. Brandis Va- Brandon Vasquez with his first goal for the U.S. national team. Lala's. Did you see that motherfucker? Yeah, he. Uh, uh, I hate that he's happy right now. He's like, wait, 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 hold on. Binoculars on. What color is he? Oh, he's like, oh, oh, no. you know, I went there. Yeah. No, that was a nice uh, take from Brandon Vasquez there, though. I didn't think he was gonna hit that because the angle was so, so tough. Um, but yeah, 
Oh, great ball. Oh, nice that's header. Just, that's just annoying. Yeah. A good run kind of just to, to follow the trajectory. <laughs> Fucking Lala's. <laughs> well, imagine you know, we you had know you're a little thing. annoyed. Um. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. The the Mudrick deal was was a uh, like there was there was some conspiracy signed to it, but in the end, uh, it it turns out that uh, just Chelsea were willing to cough up more money sooner or in less payments or whatever the case is. Than than Arsenal were. I don't. I know it's not just about five million euro. It's it's about a matter of when those payments were going to be made, or how and how many of them they were going to be. That's all it is. Chelsea had more cash up front than uh, than the other guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, besides him, obviously the Joao Felix thing we talked about already. But um, I, I think. Like you said, I I do expect them to compete for a Champions League spot, maybe Europa, but you know with the the signings they made, they you only expect that from them. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, okay. So um, what else do I have? What the fuck else do I have on this shit? I I have a bit of news. That's all. Um, Oh, uh, Holland. No, oh, what a save! Scored a hat trick this past week. He's on track for fifty. Yeah, that's history. Well, he already has more hat tricks than anybody else, right? Or faster than anybody? Yeah, else? yeah. He got uh, f- yeah, four hat tricks in nineteen games. I think the next person was Luis Suarez. Did it in sixty games. So, quite a, a discrepancy there, you know. Quite an outlier, but. Yeah, he it's just he continues to uh, just kind of. Uh, it's hard to describe because there'll be games that you'll forget he's playing, but he just he shows up, makes the right finish, and and that's that, you know. But also a, a really good penalty taker. It's been a problem that City have had for years. So this guy's just he's a sure shot, you know. I have a question. Yeah. Does he make City better? Um, nah, I don't think so. Personally, I don't think so. I think, uh, and he doesn't make us worse. And I know that's a safe kind of cop-out, but what you gain with him is is very valuable, but what you lose with, you know, having a different style of of striker, you know, is also valuable. And it it changes the landscape of how City play now. And and it's going to take a while to get used to for some of the other players. Um... And you know, I, it's it's very difficult to say. And and by the way, like people ask this question all over Twitter. We're only half a season through as well. Like they're still finding their groove. Not to mention coming back from a World Cup. Well, one of the other things is um, some players are new. Other players, you're finding out like Nathan Nake. Oh fuck, maybe he's not a bust after all. Yeah, and, and then Grealish had a better second season than his right, first. Right, yeah. exactly. So Grealish is turning out to be a revelation. Well, not a revelation, but he's he's who you thought he's who you hope you he would be. He's playing like he should be when you signed him. Well, how people thought he would. Yeah, and then there are other players that are underperforming, like Cancelo, and then there's players like Kyle Walker who are kind of losing a step a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. 
that's not a knock on him. He's getting a little bit older. Injuries are catching up. Ruben Diaz hasn't he's, been himself. He's been injured. He's as been well. injured. Yeah, yeah. Laporte has been injured as well. Uh, De Bruyne injured, and also by his metrics is having not as good of a season. Uh, Bernardo being very unhappy. Yeah. yeah. So Cancelo all, being all unhappy. Things, yeah. Right. All those things are are adding up, right? So. So maybe. Maybe we're putting this magnifying magnifying glass on Haaland, saying, "Oh, maybe he's the cause of problems," and, and rightfully so. Maybe there are some adjustments that are going to be made, but tactically, formation, that team is a lot different than it was last season. Yeah, yeah. There's and been our- a lot of bitching about how narrow they're playing instead of as wide. Well, we also can't negate the fact that teams are little by little catching up to what City likes. And City can't, aren't, aren't playing in the way where they're going to reach the touchline and then cut back. Yeah, and that's because of the... catching on to, to the way they attack. That's the also... defenses are adjusting. That's also the personnel too, though, by the, the way. This is... Well, this is also like a, a thing that occurs with other teams. Yeah. So it, it's a mix of, of a few things and... And I just feel like Holland, for what he means to a pep team, is a lot different than any other striker has been for a pep team. He's he's a much more sim- simple player. You know, it's very simple with him. But but it, yes and no because he's, I mean maybe ideally he functions perfectly in a counter strike type team, but he's also able to finish anything. That's and that's where it's, I say it's very simple. Like it, that's that's his thing. That's his thing. What I'd love to see him work on is his hold-up play. But when you ma- you made a very great point, we used to be so wide. We also used to have Raheem Sterling. That was his forte. Leroy Sané in the past, but Gabriel exactly. Jesus also on the wing. So our wings have transformed from being a dynamic one v one threat to very skillful guys that. Often want to cut in and take on the whole team. You know, Jack Grealish, Phil Foden, Bernardo Silva at times. Yeah, the, overload, the overloads were the main thing. Where yeah, we can't we do had, that anymore. Yeah, two, three players that were able to perform one thing. Well, guess what, fuckers? Now you have three of us. And now you have to worry about this monster in the middle. Where I think they can thrive is to, to create like these opposite-ended overloads where you use him as a decoy. Yes, that's going to decrease the amount of 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 goals that he might have, but you're also going to have two or three guys rushing late on these trailing runs. Might be something to uh, to consider. No, yeah, for and, sure. And I'm sure Peppa's like I'm I'm ooh. Yeah, I'm not trying to act like I don't know what Pep has probably already thought of. And that's so something that's revolutionary, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Which is where all this narrowness comes from, which is. I mean, you have guys that are coming in now, like like Rico Lewis has apparently been one of your revelations. Yeah, no, no doubt. And but Phil Foden has also taken a little bit of a backseat. Well, and that's that's due to his own uh, doing. Um, so that's that's something he has with Pep that not a lot of people have a whole lot of information about. But there's been hints at oh. in impressors. Um, it's you know Pep's not exactly happy with his body language sometimes. Uh, more particularly when he, you know, when Foden finds out he's not in the starting eleven, or you know things like that, or in training, and he finds out he's not going to play, 
he mopes around. He doesn't put in the same kind of effort. Whereas Grealish, if he doesn't start, he's still ha- kind of happy. In fact, yeah, when he comes, a guy out, that looks like he just wants to play football. Yeah, he's and like Dani Rojas, Rojas. Yeah, and it's and with with Foden, I think it's a part of a maturity thing. But I'm sure it'll you know it'll brush off. Um, but you know that's I hope so. it hasn't. I mean, I, I don't hope so. I, I know so. But if it even if it doesn't. He's he's as disposable as as most players on our team are. Um, with the only guys that really aren't right now are Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne. And I know we we did say and I have said Kevin De Bruyne has taken a backseat too slightly, not his best year. He's he's on pace to break his own as assist record at the moment, so that's pretty insane. Well, that's as due well. to that monster. Well, and and, and I was gonna well, say and finally having someone that that finishes fucking plays, right? Right, at a better, at a higher rate, and um, you know, and I always thought that he did have a great relationship with Aguero, but Aguero is the type to play one in three games based on how many times he misses with injury. So Haaland, his another big ability of him is the guy lately. I mean, it's it's been it's been a good time now, like a good year that he's been con- playing consistently. So I mean, yeah. it's a good sign. But I'm saying, as opposed to, ha- I mean, uh, uh, as opposed to Aguero, yeah, he's night and day. I mean, this guy's available all the time, even back to back games three days later, um, and and that for us is huge. So, and and we haven't mentioned Julian Alvarez. Is oh, man, I can't say enough good things about him. He's taken like a duck to water in our system. And he's probably one of our best wide options that we have now. So, uh, while still being able to play up front like a nine, so there's some, there's still a lot of figuring out with Pep that he has to do, and he mentions that in a lot in the presser. And yeah, I think uh, I, I, I'm not ready to say Holland made us better or worse. You know, it's, yeah, it's not I, fair. I, man, like, if we broke down every single player like that. Ignoring whatever tactical setup is, whatever situation they're coming from is, mm-hmm. ignoring the climate that they come from, like, it, it, it's it's unfair. Just and that's and we talk about it just due to due to the highs that that city have created for themselves. The standards are the created. standard is pretty insane. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I guess I guess before we move on to like the the, the whole standard thing, because there is. There is a, I guess, a leader in the pack right now. Um, we got to talk about Pep and his feelings towards the fans. All right, so the next thing that we're going to talk about is, before we get on to Arsenal, is um, Pep being unhappy with the fans. And I know it's not just because of their support. I know it's just not of the chance. Expand on this. I, I think it's been taken out of context, too. Uh, I think it was just one moment uh, where... You know, Tottenham went up, and I don't want to say undeservedly, but, you know, against the run of play, as they say. And then they scored, you know, almost consecutively in, in, in a heartbeat. And the whole city supporters section was deflated, as any other fan base would. And, in fact, there was even some booing, but Pep was... And, and this is not the first time, but he's always wanted a, a bigger, stronger atmosphere from the fans, you know. And I, I totally understand him, especially from the background of football that he comes from you know barcelona very passionate fan base Bayern, a very passionate fan base city are uh are, are kind of known for being a cynical fan base a very sarcastic fan base um and you know i think he expects that kind of energy um every game and um you but know also I, was, I, I think part of it has to do 
and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there's been a lot of talk about how cities' uh, prices for for to to get to a game are are high, are too high. Are higher than they used to be, but are still at like the median of what every other club pays. So you know, to be fair on the club, I, I think. And I understand from a supporter's perspective, especially when you're in four tournaments and play a lot of games, it's expensive, you know, no doubt. But, I mean, that has nothing to do with Pep, you know. So for the fans to be mad about that towards him is kind of... Well, I mean, they're they're boycotting the club and it affects well, his perception of, of uh, the fans. I don't think it's a big boycott. I think it's a small, it's a small well, minority. Yeah, no, no, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's a very small minority and I think... I think the more important takeaway from that press conference for me was his indignation of the players. And he he's he says, like, I've been a player who's won four league titles. I've been a manager who's won plenty. He says, I won 11. It's a lot. I know how the fire dies on players who won it so often, especially won it just last year. And he says, what I see in Arsenal right now, there's a fire in that team. You know, there's there's a hunger, there's a quest, there's a curiosity. City have won four and five. What they have done is incredible. But he he's like, and I can see, I can see it in the players. He and he named the players that he does see the fire in. He's like, Ake, he's never won one as a, or I mean as a starter per se, like as a key catalyst. Sure. You know, Julian Alvarez, Erling Haaland, Jack Grealish, finally getting a, a a good run of play and playing exceptional. By the way, you know these are guys that have that fire and are still kind of creating their history. Whereas guys like Bernardo, Cancelo. You know, and Ronaldo one has has been one. He has yeah. been having an eye out, and they're they seem a bit jaded, and and I can see it, and I still think we play brilliant football at times, but there's just a, a level to unlock, and a level that we also sustained thanks to Liverpool, who also, I mean, it, we would just exchange blows with them, like not only when we played each other, but they when they were to be, yeah, of but, course. But you know, you can also say that about Arsenal, how they're they're taking that position of. Of the next best club, or the best club. No, they're currently the best, and like I said, this is a club that, and he referenced referenced this, like, this is a club that hasn't won it in two decades, you know? That's pretty fucking insane. So, like, they're fucking motivated, you know? They're really motivated, as they should be. And they got a great manager, great personnel, and every player plays for a purpose, you know? They're very uh, motivated. There's this funny bit where Alexander Sinchenko tell, tells the whole team at the beginning of the season, like, hey, guys. I don't want us fantasizing about fourth place, third place. We're, we're fucking going for it all. And everybody laughed at him, according to him. He's like, today I say it, nobody laughs anymore. Like, they're fucking, they're driven, they're drilled. I, I think City are missing a little bit of that killer instinct right now. And the guys that have shown it are the new guys, you know? And that's what Pep was referencing. And I think he also wants more energy from the supporters. Rightfully so. And... Um, you know, football is a game of tensions, you know, and it's push or pull. If the team's not pushing enough, the fans pull away. They don't support. And and that's kind of what happened. It was a, f- a funny macrocosm of it in that game. City are down 2-0 to Tottenham at the half, come back, score four in the second half. Whole different story, whole different energy. Um, But yeah, man, I think for Pep, it's nice because it's a new challenge too. Like, it can't be Christmas every year, you know. You gotta fuck. You gotta taste shit to remember what it that is. Happens every day. Yeah, and I, I love it. It's healthy for the competition. It's healthy for the league. Um, obviously, City play Arsenal later this week, albeit in the FA Cup. But um, it's a good taste of what's to come next week. I think so. I think I think it's it's only it's only right, man. It it's like I, for me, it's gonna be the pinnacle of football. 
at the moment. Um, just seeing two sides square off that play like that. Well, the, that, the United game was good, I guess, until like maybe 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was still good. I think United are playing a much better form of football. They're still missing... I, I don't know if it's players or... There's something, but they're very close to achieving that kind of of football that you don't have an answer to, you know. It's to like, getting where they want to be. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, they're kind of like Arsenal last year, in fact. They're, like, getting there. I think next year is when United make their, their grand entrance into title contention. I know right now they're still not completely out of it, but to imagine that they're going to continue, you know, keeping up with, like, Arsenal or City, it will be very difficult, but... Ah, uh, man, it's it's so fun to watch, um, you know, and, and I think it's healthy for the league. That's all I can say. Um, the more I talk to Arsenal fans, too, I'm just kind of like, it just seems like it's your guys' year. Uh, currently, five-point, uh, you know, lead on us yeah, with but, the game in the, hand. But the thing is, is a lot of people that that commented on, on how Arsenal finally got the winning goal against United. Like, oh, yeah, they're, they're a team that's poised to win the league. And everyone's oh yeah no no that that's that's the game that decided it. We're talking about like it's ten twelve point gap at this point. It's only five five points. Yeah, Granted, with, it, with the game with the game in hand. Well, okay, with the game in hand. But still, it's it's not it's not a big lead. And that leaves you with eight. Say they win that game in hand. Leaves you with eight. I mean, it's not that crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it, all it takes is three draws. Oh, now you've now you've dropped. What, what is that? Six points. Oh fuck! Now now it's only a two point lead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't go as far as to call them champions elect, or even be confident in saying that they're going to win it. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. But I mean, it's it's a. Where they are on the table is one thing, but what they've shown as well. I mean, no, that's true. They haven't they're, lost, no, and they're playing fucking great. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. and if anything, they're only playing better. They dominated uh, United in that. Yeah, game. there's nothing that you can tell me that's going to say, well, uh, I don't know if I agree with it. No, no, they they dominated them, man. And to be fair, City dominated United as well. But you know that the key was capitalizing on your opportunities and. Obviously, the officiating thing is something else, but... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, but still, like, I think Arsenal were, were better and deserved the result. But credit to United, too, though. They, they were right there. In the uh, first half. The second half was... It, well, it, it's like a game of... Have you ever played those games in FIFA where you just... Every bounce was going their way. None of your passes are going through. You couldn't really get an attack going. And and then that's and where you still have to give bombing them bombing you. Yeah, and you have to give them. But credit. and it's not like Arsenal weren't doing it. No, they there was a pretty healthy division on who won that game. Three two was a fair scoreline, but it's not a very it's not a very uh, accurate portrayal of how that game happened. I don't know, man. I mean, up to stoppage time, it's a tie game, and well, and well, and to be well, fair, like said, the scoreline is fair. United, I mean, United, uh, what, what really helped them was that they scored first, and, and Rashford uh, is playing amazing what at the moment. What a fucking goal, by the way. Yeah, a great goal. Uh, I think the goal of the match, truly, but Saka's was really nice, too. But I, I really liked Rashford just because, obviously, the take-on. Well, he stole the ball, the take-on. It was a nutmeg, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <clears throat> and just the 
the power on the on the shot that he got outside the box. Hmm. Delicious. And it was a sumptuous ball. Yeah, it's um, it was a good game for sure. Uh, I honestly was kind of rooting for the draw personally. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, just for the fuck of it, you know, like it keeps it still keeps United behind us, and it keeps Arsenal a little closer, but. You know, for much of the game, there was moments where Arsenal—I mean, uh, United—did have shots, but some of them were just off the mark. You know, um, and uh, the you know, Lissandro's goal was kind of shitty. It's kind of like opportunistic, but so was Inketias to an extent. Um, I just thought that Rashford and Saka's goals were like just peach peaches. You know, absolute peaches. Oh yeah, and sure. it's fun, man. Um, I think you know, if I'm honest, if I had to like do a power ranking, it's like Arsenal. City and then United, I think the best three teams oh, yeah, at the fair. moment. Uh, yeah, yeah. but uh, we'll see. We'll see, man. There's a whole lot of league left to play. Um, you know, uh, other tournaments as well. It's just it's fun to watch. Yeah, and um, I guess moving on from that, and we kind of glossed over it. Uh, Leandro Trossard. Oh yeah! See, uh, when he came on, I thought he made a big difference. Set, uh, signed for Arsenal, so they they lost out on Mudrik, but were able to sign uh, <clears throat> Trussard, which is is a statement of intent. I think. Yeah. The kind of profile that he brings, he's very tricky. Uh, he he's obviously able to score goals, which is what Arsenal are actually looking for. Uh, I think he fits right in. I'm not the biggest fan of Trussard. I'll have to say and I'll have to maintain that. But the profile that he brings is very much in line with what Arsenal already has. He's a tidy player. He does everything. You know, so I, I think that's that's very valuable in a player that, you know, you can't really call him a striker. You can't really call him. It's just like he's a little bit of everything. And he's like a lot of the, the modern attacking player and... Uh, I think it's a good addition. He came on as a sub, and I don't, I don't know if they score that goal without him, because uh, he was the one making the the surging runs into the final third, into the box, tidy enough to keep a tight dribble, get past the defender, and um, yeah, man, just just a fabulous player. Um, can't wait to see him unravel. You know, we'll see how permanent his spot is there. Um, I think they can definitely use him. Well, I know. I, I think he's the kind of player where where it's gonna be. Like no matter no matter how good Inketi has been and he's been great for his last I don't know month or so, it, it it's gonna have to be a question of like whether it's him or 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 Inket or Trussard, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I you know it does kind of none of them is easy. Esr too off his off his uh, horse because I know Trussard is can be like a false nine but can also drop into like a the ten role if need be, which he won't really need to with Odegaard there, but. A lot of the spots that ESR would occupy, you know, this guy can do as well. But, so. but the depth also is good for the rest of the the rest of the other players, like Martinelli, Saka yeah. would need it, all and all the tournaments it. that they'll be in. Exactly, you know, they'll they'll need any, every help, every bit of help they can get. So, <laughs> no, no, I mean as far as like you know, as as widespread they are in the other tournaments. So, it's a it's a long season, but I and that's one thing too. I will say Arsenal, apart from Gabriel Jesus. You know, are are really healthy, so they. You know, that's why I think when people say their fa- their favorites to be champions elect, it's just like yeah, everything's going right now for them. Yeah, um, they're up there. But yeah, um, moving on from that, the other bit of news that we kind of missed out on. I don't know if it was last week or this weekend, but uh, 
PSG play against the Saudi Arabia All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And somehow Ronaldo made it, despite not having played one minute <laughs> in Saudi Arabia. Um, scored two goals, one penalty. and Honestly, I didn't watch it. I just know. No, I, I, yeah, I didn't watch it either. Wasn't too interested. Do you care about that? Not a whole <laughs> lot. Not a whole lot. But people were just like, oh, it's the last time they play against each other. And it's not a competitive circumstance. FIFA and the powers that be are going to make sure that Messi and Ronaldo play as long as both of them are professional footballers. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't We won't it. see them play with each other until they're like that 49, 50 age. Yeah. They, they've got, you know. I think it's just best if they never do, you know. Just keep it yeah. true. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they played in uh, uh, PSG 154, whatever that's worth. Um, uh, moving on from that, cause we don't care. Just thought it was worth mentioning. It was in my notes. Yeah. Um, Danny Alves. Yeah. Is in a sexual assault case. Mm-hmm. Was that the issue? Yeah, he was released from Pumas, arrested in Spain. Without uh, chance for bail. Yeah. Not Gareth Bale. The worst bail. The worst bail. Uh, yeah, he's not allowed to post bail. Mm-hmm. So there must be some damning evidence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy because there hasn't been a lot of details. It's just that. I read some stuff that I don't want to talk about. It's, uh, it's not like Jeffrey Dahmer bad, but it's, it's not good. I, and I don't know how true it is, so I don't know. Uh, We're going to have to wait on Romain Molina to expose everything. In French. Because we all understand French, right? Um, And then I guess the last thing before the previous time that we left off was uh, uh, Galaxy, I guess, announced that they're uh, re-signing Chris Klein, the president. Yeah. Which everyone was against, even leading up to that. Everyone was very vocal. There was a whole hashtag Klein out. And due to the fact that he resigned, all of the supporter groups for the Galaxy are boycotting uh, Galaxy. They're not going to be attending matches. They're not going to be buying merch. And no way to hurt them other than their pocket, right? Yeah. And the way that Galaxy have operated, making like spending ridiculous amounts of money without anything to show for, on top of some shady business practices like we saw with Juve, which has already sanctions and we're not able to sign people in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people are fed up with the fact that they brought them back. So they're boycotting the game. No one's going to go. None of the supporter groups are going to go to the games. You think that means anything? I don't know. I don't, Are you going to go to the games? Probably not. I I only maybe go to one or two a season personally, and uh, there I haven't felt a reason to feel inclined to go to a game for a while. I know I went last year. It was it was cool, but you know we don't play good football. We don't have a player that I'm like I want to get up and watch. Um, Ricky Puig, until Ricky Puig joined, that's the only moment I start to have somewhat of, of interest in watching the team again. And yeah, they've got a lot of transfers wrong. They got a lot of of their managerial stuff wrong. And it's just a t- it's a tough run of, of luck for them. And I think even if they got rid of Chris Klein, we still have big problems to address that maybe no other guy has a quick remedy for. So 
I wouldn't go as far as to boycott myself. I may still go to some games, but even then, if none of this was happening, I probably still wasn't going to many games myself, if I'm honest. So, yeah, I I just, I don't know, Galaxy are, and it's it's just the MLS uh, system. It's it's something that doesn't give you optimism to want to come support your team. You know, any other club would be able to throw cash the way Chelsea did, you know, and, and solve their problems the right way. Go for the right manager. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. We're a big we're a big city, big franchise. One of the most decorated. We should be able to, you know, but due to the, the way the system works and this is where it doesn't fully click with some of the fans, it's like they're constrained, you know. There there's certain things they can't do. I'm sure they'd want to fix the problem, but it's not a simple fix like that, you know, so uh, I did like some of the moves they did in the offseason by offloading Kevin Cabral and, and you know, Grancer. The question is, who are they going to bring in now? You know, as far as players, they got to be the right choices, and that'll be a step in the right direction. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how, how much good uh, boycotting the team does, you know. Oh, wow. Serbia just scored. Yeah, second goal for Serbia. Forty-fifth uh, minutes, right at the half. Oh, right, right, right at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree with you in, in the fact that boycotting is not really going to change because I still think that Galaxy are one of the cash cows in the league. Now, whatever issue, God, that was such a bad pass or whatever the fuck that was supposed. <sighs> Ooh, that's bad communication. Um, whatever. Whatever you know, financial implications the league has over them is pretty much minimal. It's more of the limitations that exist within the league, and I think it's designed to be that way. Where oh, we are, we got to be, you know, we got to have parity. I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, it's it's if, what makes the if league unappealing. Earns more than the other. Why why aren't they allowed to spend that much? Yeah, right. There there, there should be like a. Kind of like with uh, uh, since we're so inclined with with capitalism, let's go with tax brackets. If a team earns this much or has this much revenue, they're allowed to spend that much. Why should I in LA only be able to spend what that asshole in Kansas City spends? Right. Our our revenues are totally separate. There, there's nothing in common with that. I, I digress. Um, so let's do, uh, I guess let's do some reviews and previews since we kind of got through the, uh, through the main talking points. Vale? Yes, sir. All right. Um, fucking hell. Let's see. Um, starting with shit with the 12th, right? Since that was the last time we did it was a. Ah, oh, fuck that. <laughs> That's going to be way too many games. I say we just go with the recent ones. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, man, that's way too much. All right, the 19th. Manchester City beats Tottenham 4-2. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's last week. Um, and, and like we said, um, maybe they like the intensity. I don't know. But, but Tottenham happened to get two right away in the first half. Yeah. Um, A big mistake by Ederson for the first one. I mean, yeah, it wasn't Ederson's best game for sure. Yeah, I mean, Tottenham scored in the forty fourth, and then the, in the forty seventh minute stoppage time in the first half. In the yeah. first half, 
And then it was all City after that. And they scored right away, too. Back-to-back at that. So 4-2, to two, the game ends. And, um, yeah, I don't think we learned anything in that game. Uh, you know, it, it it was a good result just because Tottenham normally beats City, and, it, you know, it's it's a resounding result for, like, the fans. But in, in theory, you know, to- there's no shame in losing to Tottenham, but it just felt good to get one back on them because last season they beat us twice, so. Ah. Yeah, so it's it's nice, you know, good result. And, uh, again, Haaland, you know, big 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 game player. Maris, man, world-class, man. Some some of the stuff he does is, like, if he did this more consistently, he'd be in talks for Ballon d'Or, you know? Um, but, yeah, great game. Um, and, yeah, it's pretty much it for the Prem. Um, I mean, until Saturday. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. Saturday. Oh, shit. Uh, Liverpool versus Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Nil-nil. Nil-nil. Um, but I guess the remarkable thing was that Woodrick made his uh, debut with Chelsea. Yeah. And by all accounts, he impressed. Yeah, one game, right? But, you know, it's uh, he he did look pretty good. He didn't look intimidated, uh, you know, so. by the moment. And, yeah, he was just uh, one of those players that's confident in going into the final third. Like, he's hard to uh, take the ball off of. And, yeah, that's that's going to be very fun to watch. As a did a Trent play that game? Uh, you know, to be fair, I didn't watch this one live. I uh, don't remember seeing him on the on the fit on the pitch. To be fair. And then next up is Bournemouth versus uh, Nottingham Forest. Uh, one I, one, as I, you would expect, yeah. two teams that are basically on the same level. I was gonna sorry to cut you off. I was oh, gonna yeah. say that was Klopp's thousand one thousandth game as a manager. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, but is that better than anything? Is a nil nil better than anything for your thousandth game? Three three one. Um, oh no no! I was just gonna say it's just I don't know why he he felt the need to bring in Wenger to any of that. You know, I, like I I thought he was just trying to make a joke. Like hey, it could have been worse. I could have lost six to one like Wenger did. It was yeah six nil actually and and oh six nil yeah and I was just like that's that's like, pretty I odd. Think, I I don't think it's him trying to like. Yeah. Talk shit. I, I just think it like, well, one of the other legendary managers in the sport lost, you know, X amount. He probably found that out the day before. And that's that's so strange. I, I, I just don't think it was him trying to have a dig at Arsenal or or Wenger himself. Yeah. I, I don't uh, know. I just that's, that's just me It just reeks of insecurity for me, but you know, it's just you know, it's no, it's not surprising from Klopp. He's been a little pissy in his recent pressers, and and I, I understand he's probably. You want to see that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know he's pretty upset with the way things are going, and you uh, know. I mean, it's it's not much better than Chelsea, is it? Well, I mean, there's more promise for them, I'd say. Uh, as far as Liverpool, I mean, they the the types of games they're losing and they're they're drawing this season. They're getting a lot of slack from people, I feel. Uh, but, you know, I, I digress. I guess we... I just wanted to get that bit in because it was a kind of a controversial thing. I mean, uh, what I would have said is, like, yeah, in, in those thousand games, he also won more than one league title, so... Uh, but that's that's besides the point. Well, he only won one league title. Did he? It was just one? I could have swear he won more than one. I know he's never won a Champions League, so that's, I Klopp? guess... 
Yeah. No, Klopp has. Oh, no, Wenger, yeah. Wenger's Wenger, won Wenger multiple. Has. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a thousand games, but he also won more league titles than you. That That's yeah. my the point I would have made. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, moving on to the next match. Bournemouth, Nottingham. I was I mean, who's... I'm not really Well, caring. I'm nodding. Yeah. 1-1. One, one. Uh, following this, Leicester, Brighton, 2-2. Two, two. I actually watched this one, I remember, and Ouch. just to watch Matoma, he's, you know, what a player. He's looking really good. His history is interesting, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's just, he's a student of the game, quite literally, and, and but, you know, Leicester, though, they surprised me because they were the comeback kids, you know, for every goal that Brighton scored, they, you retorted, and then in the end, it ended up being a, a nice little 2-2 uh, draw for their sake, uh, yeah. Good result for Leicester. I'm very uninterested in Leicester this season. They don't spark the imagination in any sense. Sheesh. Um, yeah, no, I mean, they're not a fun team to watch. That was right not now. a good game. Yeah, I think uh, he, he looks like he can be very useful uh, on the wing. You know, I, I don't know if he, he's, you know, the guy <clears throat> to, like, knock somebody like Pulisic or Whale or Aronson or Reyna off, but definitely... He'll be our next Ariola, maybe, you know, that type Ariola's of thing. Ariola's there, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, it's you know, he's not he's not going to have a lot of time left to play in the in the team, unfortunately. Not you. <laughs> uh, but following this game, we had uh, Villa, South But Ariola team. makes the Mexico team. Maybe. No, 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 he does. He does. He I, does. Ariola's good, but, you know. It's not that good. But he, the fact that he makes the Mexico team tells you something. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's a. He's th- like a fucking. Uh, he's like a legit bo- to me. Bootleg Lyon. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like that's his level, you know, MLS guy. Yeah, sure. Humble. Anyway, uh, Southampton Villa. One nil Villa. Mm-hmm. Yep. One nil. Ollie Watkins gets on the score sheet. Following this, West Ham Everton. West Ham win two nil via a Jared Bowen brace. Following this, uh, nil-nil Newcastle Crystal Palace. I thought it was really interesting. A lot of people were glorifying Newcastle for, I think, they have like a, I want to say a 17-game record of, you know, not losing, which, don't get me wrong, is impressive, but it's a testament to how they play. And it's pretty interesting, you know, like to see the mixed bag of uh, commentary they've gotten because of that, but yeah. I don't know what your thoughts on on what Eddie Howe's done with the team, but um, I think the team is great. I don't think Eddie Howe's spectacular by any means. Put Lampard there, probably the same thing. Honestly, wow, Newcastle are very good. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at actually the that that team is good for for Saint Maximin <clears throat> to not be Saint Maximin to not be <sighs> fuck featured all that much. That's a great team. Yeah, and they're only gonna get better. Dude, the last time Newcastle lost was in July. Lost, lost. Yeah, yeah, and it was to Mines. No, they have losses this season. No, they no, they haven't lost. They've only drawn. They haven't lost at all in the Prem. This season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people are hyping that up. You're you're not you're not. I'm not. No, I'm not buying that. Because there's no undefeated team in the Prem. Bro, they lost. They lost this season. Really? Yes. To who? Uh, well, I'm seeing... Uh, oh, wait, shit. No, that's City. Hold on. They have one loss on the table. 
they're drawn to um, Crystal Palace. Oh, sorry. They only lost to Liverpool. That was the oh, one team okay. they lost to. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm looking... Because you would you'd know if there was an undefeated team right now in the Prem. You'd know. Oh, well, they, they, people would talk about it for sure. Yeah. But, you know, it's just a testament that just because you're undefeated or have no losses... It, it, means, it, it means too much. Well, yeah. If you're an invincible... The, the it invincible means a lot to, some to me people. is such... Like, it's such a wank, right? Yeah. You're joking. Oh, we were undefeated. Yeah, you can be undefeated and play 39, 38 games. You can draw a rematch and say you didn't lose. Yeah. But 38 points is not going to get you a league title, right? What if you lose three games all season and don't lose the and don't draw the rest, but you weren't undefeated? You're going to win the league. Most likely, yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. That shit doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean as much as you would think. And that, and that's why the whole Invincibles thing, it's kind of bullshit, right? I know you agree. I know you agree. I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of the whole Invincibles thing, but at the same time, ooh, nice shot. Not man. losing means a lot. Kyle's look good, man. Um, Yeah, yeah, but it's I like at it. the same time, like no team has ever beaten you. Like no team was ever to get the better one over you. You know what I mean? Like that there is some some power to that. But there but there's also defeat we never tasted. But, but there's also a fucking and it always happens. There's also a team that got relegated that might be relegated that got points from you too. Yeah, yeah, but that's that happens in any league. Like those three losses that you alluded to uh last season for City, two of them were against Palace. Two of them were against Tottenham. I mean, and I'm saying Palace more specifically. Like, I don't think it has really much significance. It's more impressive if you were able to lose to any of these it's teams. Not, it's not annoying to lose to a team that got relegated. To lose? I mean, it's better to draw against them than to lose. It's annoying to lose to them. It doesn't it's matter. An- it's annoying to not beat them. For sure. But I'd prefer to draw against them than to lose. Well, it's yeah, my point. Well, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's the point I'm trying to make. Like in being an invincible, there's some some significance to it. I I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of that kind of because the the, yeah, the whole have, invincible thing it's so stupid. Yeah. You you guys were the best team across the whole season, but I don't know. I don't. Know. Anyway, moving on. Moving on from for the uh, reviews that happened. Um. Well, holy shit, I lost my place. West Ham beat Everton 2-0. Crystal Palace uh, draw with Newcastle, 0-0. Leeds and Brantford, 0-0, which is wild because I just put Tony on my fantasy team. Mm -hmm. It's the first time he doesn't score in about, I don't know, a year. Um... City put the beats on uh, Wolves. Yeah, not surprising one bit. Ailing uh, no. Holland with the with the hat trick that we mentioned earlier, and then Arsenal beat Manchester United three two, and and a very good game. And then on Monday, uh, Tottenham beat Fulham one 0 Yep. Kind of unremarkable for them, if I'm honest. 
it was only remarkable for one person, and that's Harry Kane. Uh, you know, uh, I think he surpassed a certain goal total, and, and he he uh, he matched uh, Greaves' total. Yeah, Jimmy Greaves. Um, yeah, good on him. You know, I always fancied him to to reach that. I think if there's one guy who has a good chance of beating Shearer's record, it's him. So yeah, congrats. Everybody will say yeah, but he has zero trophies to show for it. We're talking about an individual accolade, so I don't, I don't want to hear that. You know, just let the guy enjoy his flowers. It it, it always turns into a haha Spurs thing, you know. Rightfully so, but like for this in particular, it's it's not a team achievement. It's Harry Kane. Like, it's never give him his hair. You know, give him his his flowers. But uh, yeah, I think that was it for the prem. You think he's gonna have a Van Persie moment where he goes to? United, Arsenal, and wins the very following season after not winning for so long? Um, or you think he retires with Tottenham? He he retires with Tottenham, I think. But if he doesn't, I don't see him winning a title still. Maybe a Carabao or FA, but if he really wants to win a title, I think he'd have to go to uh, Arsenal or City. Neither look poised to go after, after him, especially Arsenal. Because obviously the, you know the rivalry and City obviously have a monster right now. The only logical answer would be United, but I, I'm not ready to throw him up there yet. So, who knows? We'll see. It's it'll be interesting though. It's oh, just Matthew Hoppe. I forgot about him. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of crazy to to consider that a guy like that has has never you know, there's no pictures of him with silverware aside from individual stuff. But, but yeah. All right. Following that, we got games. Well, it's FA Cup this Friday, right? Yeah. You want to talk about it? I mean, <clears throat> there's only one real significant game, I feel, as far as, like, you know, FA Cup. Um, I think City and Arsenal, that's a, that's going to be a fun game. Um, and the thing is, that they should both play a pretty strong lineup, considering they don't have another game after that for, like, another week. So, yeah, they it's going to be... Each other. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think so, actually. I'm not sure if we play. But, I mean, we're definitely going to play them again very soon. But this is going to be a good game, you know. The, the battle of these two styles that are very similar. And, you know, teacher, student, all, all that narrative. Yeah, man, it's going to be fun. Um, I, it's really hard to give a prediction on this one because both teams are so good. But, you know, I'll fancy my team. I'll give, them, I'll give us a 2-1 win. I'll go Arsenal 2-1. Fair. Yeah. Is that the only significant match? For FA Cup, yeah. Um, there's no other team, I mean, match that really is moving, you know? Yeah, nothing does it for me. But all the big teams are playing Tottenham, City, United, Liverpool, uh, West Ham. So uh, I expect all those teams to play. with the, I don't see Chelsea. They got eliminated. <laughs> I don't remember. They got eliminated. I don't see them in the fourth round. So. Boohoo. Nah, they won it before. They'll be fine. Eh, fine. Uh, anyway, uh, that's Two Guys, Two Mics, episode 122. Anything you got to get off your chest, mine? Mm, no, not exactly, man. Um, you know, just enjoying the beautiful game. Love me some football. All right, guys. Two Guys, Two Mics, Two Pints. And we'll do it next time. Peace.